Hi, everyone. It's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. One of the natural consequences of releasing distortion patterns, gaining more internal strength, and having your frequency resonance rise is that we experience more and more neutrality. From the many questions I've been asked about neutrality, I've realized that there are quite a number of misconceptions about what neutrality really is. Today, we're going to discuss why neutrality is an important state to cultivate, particularly in turbulent times, what it really is, and what to look out for so you can enhance your level of neutrality and use it to gauge and accelerate your growth. After the discussion, we're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration to begin to help to clear the distortion patterns around this topic. So let's get started. Dennis? Well, Karen, as you know, I'm a car guy. So when you talk about neutrality, the first thing I thought of is I thought of a car and I thought of just putting it in neutral. And when I think of sliding into neutral, I'm thinking, you know, it's just no action. <laughs> Nothing's going anywhere. It's just boom. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that's what you're talking about, though, is it, Karen? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um... Yeah, it's not exactly the same as that. <laughs> However, the thing about the thing about being neutral in a car is if you have your brakes on when you're neutral in a car, you can't move forward. And so it's analogous to um, us. Uh, the brakes happen to be our mind often. When you're in a greater state of neutrality, you can actually surrender more and get pulled um, along by the tow truck, which in, in my mind can be analogous for uh, pure source in your higher self. <laughs> So I'm just like making that work <laughs> with your analogy. But um, no, we're, we're talking about neutrality uh, in terms of a state. And I, the reason we're talking about this right now is because I feel like there's, uh, there's, it is a state that a lot of people that I talk about and that a lot of people um, are trying to cultivate. And so because there's so much misconception around neutrality, as it's been spoken about in our culture, and it hasn't really been defined exactly, um, I thought it would be helpful for everyone if we spoke about it at more length, since it's something that people are trying to cultivate, and also for you to recognize more what the state is, so that you recognize when you're in it, as opposed to trying to make it into something. Okay, because neutrality isn't actually a state that you can create with your mind. It is something that you um, experience as you release more of your distortion patterns. Your resonance rises. You, as a natural consequence, become more neutral. You enter more of that zero point, as I like to call it. So um, that's why we're talking about neutrality today. One of the things that came up is uh, neutrality and just apathy. We're, we're not talking about the same thing, are we? No, and I'm glad you asked that because um, to me, neutrality and apathy are very different. So neutrality, okay, so I'm going to back up. So when I talk about neutrality um, in this particular, uh, with this uh, frame of reference that I'm, that I'm talking about, neutrality, again, is because you've released enough of your distortion patterns that your resonance has risen, okay? And therefore, you experience 
a state of neutrality. So let me just talk about neutrality first and I'll get to your question. So neutrality to me means when you're in that state, you're not attached to the outcome. You're not as influenced by the external things around you. You don't need external reference points like other people or situations or whatever to define you. Okay, because why? Because you've cultivated your own internal strength. You recognize more and more your awareness to your connection to pure source. So that's what I mean by internal strength. So um, from spirit level, when I perceive you guys, with the more neutrality you have because of all these other things that are happening that I just mentioned, on spirit level, what happens is you start to clarify and your spirit body becomes more and more bright and more and more focused. A lot of people, when they first come to me, their spirit body is like um, very diffuse. It has uh, a lot, yeah, it can, has lots of um, holes in it sometimes. It's uh, very not hard to see. It's obscured by distortion patterns. You can't see it at all, for example. A lot of things like that will happen. And so as you uh, drop your distortion patterns, you become more clarified in terms of what I perceive on spirit level. I'm just talking about my perception only. So the spirit body becomes more visible, more bright, more defined, more clear, and eventually much more solid looking because it's so bright, okay? Because you have much less stuff obscuring that spirit body, okay? So neutrality as a result is the state where because you're not as attached to the outcome, because you're not um, being influenced by the external as much anymore, you can... Um, hold a space where you're a not triggered by as many people. Okay. So things that people say you can just sort of be with more. And also you're not as um, prone to being flattered or feeling better when someone says something nice to you. Okay. Cause you don't need that affirmation to feel good about yourself. You already are feeling good because again, you, you are more clear, like you're more internally strong. So you're not pulled by either extreme of whatever looks negative or whatever looks positive from someone else. So that's what I mean by neutrality. So the difference between, to go back to your, your previous question, which was, what's the difference between neutrality and apathy? So apathy to me is when it, it fundamentally stems from d disconnect or separation. So the reason you feel apathetic or indifferent is because you feel separate from everything else and everyone else. So you're indifferent to what happens. Okay. So that to me is apathy. Neutrality, however, you are, because your resonance is higher, and because you are more aware of your connection only to pure source, that state of neutrality has much more awareness of its connection to and being part of the all that is or pure source, right? As a natural, that's, that's a natural consequence of it. So neutrality is actually the opposite of apathy because you recognize that you are part of all that is, and you're indifferent to the, not indifferent, but you don't, uh, are not attached to, it's not indifference actually, I'm sorry, that was an incorrect word. You're not attached to the outcome because you're more in a surrender from strength state where you can allow for the unfolding of all that is, right? Or pure source or however it shows up through you because you're not as attached to a particular outcome. So to me, it's a very different, uh, um, it's a very different uh, state from apathy. Let, let me let me throw in a another variable. Okay. So when when you talk about neutrality, does does it mean that I live my life without emotions? 
Thank you for asking that because I think a lot of people, and I, I, it's good because I use the word indifference actually in there by accident, but a lot of people will confuse neutrality with emotional indifference or um, non-emotionality. So to me, when you are in a state of true neutrality, right, the way that I'm talking about it, um, you do d definitely have emotion. And it's not that the thing about emotion, a lot of people will vilify emotion because it's overwhelming or it's too strong or they don't want to experience it. It's not that emotion is bad. It's when we start to attach to our emotion or when our minds start to like, um, like foster them, right? So it's like you got caught off in traffic um, this morning, you know, six hours ago. You were angry because someone cut you off. And yet six hours later, you're still angry because someone cut you off but they're not cutting you off right now, right? So the anger is because you're still in that mental state of like, they shouldn't have done that. How can they cut me off? They're such an idiot. All that sort of stuff is a mental thing. So the mind is, is fostering or perpetuating that emotion. So it's extending it. So emotion by itself is, is when it's not being fostered by the mind like that is very clear and only takes a few seconds or a couple of minutes to be felt without the mental um, support or framework for that, right? You're just having the emotion. So when you're in neutrality, it's not about not having the emotion. You actually do definitely have emotion. You just don't foster it with the mind. So you have the emotion, you have the experience of that emotion, and then you let it pass through you. So in, and also the mind, when it fosters emotion will pull you out of the present moment in time. So for example, my, 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 my little analogy just now of like someone cut you off in traffic, um, six hours ago and you're still angry now that's pulling you into the past you're not in the present moment because no one's no one's cutting you off right now or if it's like for example worry or fear that might be in the future right you're you're afraid of that happening so you're not in the present moment when you're in neutrality the way i'm speaking about it because your resonance is higher and you're more aware of your connection only to pure source you're also more in the present moment in linear time. And so that means that the emotion that you are experiencing also helps to pull you back into the present moment. You're just going to have that emotion in this moment right now and then allow it to pass through you. So in a, in a way, a, a, a clearer state of this kind of neutrality allows you to have emotion, but in the present moment, as opposed to the mind cultivating these emotions or fostering those emotions in either the past or the future, which pulls you out of the present moment. You know, a term that we use in our culture, Karen, is, you know, that that person is just a emotional wreck. Yeah. And so the emotions have actually taken over. And yes. The person has kind of lost control of kind of who they are and how they act and how they behave. And yeah. so I, I can see what you're talking about. Would you mind if I, I read a question that one of the listeners sent in? Sure. And I'm just going to, before you do that, Dennis, I'm just going to mention the emotional wreck. It's interesting. So I'm going to address the emotional wreck thing. So when we say people are an emotional wreck, it's usually because like I, in that example I used, your mind has taken over and is um, fostering these emotions to perpetuate over and over again. And they're often on repeat. 
oftentimes that's an indication not only of the mind, but the, of distortion patterns that are running that are causing the mind to loop to create a certain emotion. Now, it's not just distortion patterns in terms of uh, lineage patterns or cultural patterns or whatnot. It also can be a distortion in time, meaning that person isn't seated in the present moment of linear time. So therefore, you know, they're either always in the past or always in the future by just a little bit. And it causes their mind to be unstable and spin, which then per uh, perpetuates those emotions. Okay, so we, we talk about emotional wreck, but there's usually something happening on spirit level that's causing that um, like unbalanced emotional response often. So I just wanted to address that. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. Um, one, of, one of your listeners wrote in, and I, I think you've addressed some of this already, but let me just kind yeah. of walk through it and yeah. see what your thoughts are. So the question is, how do you know the difference between running away from negative emotions that you really need to process and deal with and holding your space with neutrality? So that's the first part of it. The second part is, in other words, if we try to rise above and sedate negative emotions like anxiety, is it possible that we're actually running away from an opportunity to confirm and delete? Yes. That's a great question. Thank you. Well, that's for... a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. So um, what that person is describing is what I would call spiritual bypassing. Okay. So meaning that uh, they don't want to be so not they, the, the writer, but in that example, um, if you are running away from a negative emotion, then an, and trying to experience neutrality or holding your space from a place of neutrality or falsely trying to get there, then you are actually just avoiding what it is that you need to feel, accept, uh, find the pattern for and confirm the removal of. Okay, so because you're just trying to get to a state without dealing with the stuff that is causing um, the the unwanted state to exist, the anxiety, the worry, the whatever. So meaning that they're pushing themselves into this false state of feeling um, neutral and holding your space because they don't want to deal with those negative emotions. So that's what I call spiritual bypassing. Okay, where you like falsely think oh, and, and or. Um, you kind of go into a pseudo awakened state where you're like, everything is all great. Everything is all fine, but it's really not like you're trying to tell yourself that to make yourself feel better and to have a sense of stability or certainty, but it's really not. Okay. And there's all this other stuff going on in the background that you haven't dealt with. So that's what I would call spiritual bypassing. So it's not about trying to force the state of neutrality that will happen as a natural consequence of your resonance rising. You do have to, in order to, for that resonance to rise, in order for the distortion patterns to fall away, so you can experience that neutrality, you actually do have to deal with those, not deal with, but experience those emotions that she mentioned, you know, the negative ones that we don't want to be with. We need to confirm the removal of the patterns that cause those emotions in order for the state of, new, of holding your space neutrally to exist. Okay, so she's totally right. You don't want to do that. Uh, you you want to deal with all those uh, patterns causing those uh, things. And as we mentioned just now, y she's right. You don't want to just um, 
not have those negative emotions because then you would lose the opportunity to confirm remove the patterns causing them, right? So it's actually inefficient. And then you have this extra layer of distortion where you're like pretending that everything is great, but it's not. So it just causes more distortion. So it's better to be in the emotion, recognize what's like, just even if it feels crunchy, you know, it doesn't feel nice to have those negative emotions. It actually takes a courage to be in them, to recognize that you're in them and be like, all right, well, that's what's happening right now. Where are the patterns? Let me confirm, remove them, right? You can either do that yourself or by uh, listening to that confirm the removal of the distortion pattern GFC that's available if you need help. And that will help you to effectively push them away from you so that you can release them from the lower level vibrating realms. And then as you release those, you enter into a, high, uh, a higher state of resonance, which gives you that neutrality that we've been talking about. So hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I can't, I can't help but think, especially during these times, when there's so many challenges around us mm-hmm. on the national level, the state level, the city level, the you know, within your home, whatever that might be, there's just there's a lot of stress and there's a lot of strain. So mm-hmm. to be able to you know, work on releasing those distortions to move to a greater level of neutrality seems to make a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of the things that you can do to, um, as you say, to be more stable in this time. And we've talked about this in a different episode, Dennis, where, um, as you know, where we talked about how to have um, stability in a time of chaos. So if you haven't watched that, I would recommend going back a couple of weeks um, or a few weeks and, and taking a look at that episode. That would be helpful for you. But yes, the more neutral we can be in this time. So it's not like you're trying to... Um, be neutral. It's more like you're holding your space, as we talked about in that episode. And you, because you're holding your space with in neutrality in this time that is so intense, as you say, right? Because I mean, it's not just out there that we're experiencing stress. You know, people are feeling it. People are, there's like a very high rate of divorce right now. There's a lot of financial instability. There's a lot of stress. So it's not just happening external to us. It's happening internal, like closer to us. So the more you can hold your space, the more neutrality you will cultivate because of the space being held that we talked about in that earlier episode. So um, again, neutrality is a very powerful place to be and it allows you to also start to shift or realize that there is more than your little S self or the ego mind perspective. There is the big S self or the perspective of from spirit, which we talked about also in that past episode, because when you feel that and you know the, or can perceive and experience and know from with a big K, the unfolding of what's happening from a spirit perspective, there's less, um, you can go into more of a surrender state because you realize from a different perspective why things are happening the way they are, as opposed to just being, feeling like, oh, I'm getting entrapped in this and I can't get out right? Which is the ego mind perspective of what's happening. So yes, neutrality is a really helpful thing to cultivate. Um, and it, um, the more you can hold your space, cultivate more stability, cultivate neutrality, all of it will help you during this time that is extremely intense. And I think from a very personal standpoint, uh, as far as our relationship with friends, family, whoever, uh, if I can come to the table in more of a neutral or neutrality state, uh, the discussion that we're going to have and the resolve that we're going to come up with is going to be so much more beneficial 
than if I come to the table with extreme anger or, you know, frustration or whatever that might be. Oh, totally. And it, it basically, exactly. I agree with you. And um, it, because when we're in neutrality, it's the opposite of what's happening now, which is an extreme polarization. When you're in neutrality, you can be with more, more opinions, more perspectives, and you can listen to them, right? Because you, you're open, because you're not attached to the outcome as much. So therefore, the perspectives that you can be with is broader. And therefore, resolution can happen more quickly because you can recognize, I might not agree with this perspective, but I can understand it. Right. I understand where it's coming from. Okay, now we can move forward to create a higher level of collaboration or problem solving or whatever it is on whatever level of relationship it is, whether it's work or intimate partner or at large in the community, it really doesn't matter. The more neutrality you can cultivate, the, the broader the range is. And I think that's actually something that is very needed at this time when it is so polarized and people are very staked behind, I'm right, you're wrong. So this is a really powerful thing that we're cultivating at this time when things are so intense and it's to be mindful, right? To it's hard when things are this inflamed and everyone's so staked behind their position or their perspective to not get pulled into that, right? Cause everyone's like screaming, I'm right at each other and not really listening to each other. So in this time to really, as I've mentioned, to hold your space, to sit in the neutrality, notice when you get pulled in. So you're human, okay? So let me just back up. You're human. So you're going to get sucked into some people's agendas. It's just going to happen or other people's narratives or their perspectives and, you know, or their anger or their fear, whatever. You just notice when you do. So it's not about like beating yourself up if that happens, okay? It's a constant practice. That's what cultivates and strengthens neutrality, strengthens holding your space, raises your resonance because you're not getting pulled in by these external circumstances or these external people or emotions or whatever it is, or these stresses. So it's to just notice, oh, wait, oh, I totally, I was feeling fine and I got in this discussion and now I'm in a funk. And it's not about blaming the other person because you're the one who let yourself get pulled in. Okay, so I'm not saying it's like their fault. It's more like, oh, I let myself get sucked in there. Okay, hmm, I wonder why that happened. What's the lesson I can learn from this? Like, why did I allow myself to get in? Does it really matter what their opinion is? Does it really, really matter? Like, if I'm neutral, does it matter what they think? Why am I getting triggered by what they think? So that's a really helpful tool to ask yourself and then notice what the patterns are that caused that. Okay. And there's a lot of frequency work out there to help. There are all these different episodes of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies. If you want more support, um, we just did that huge weekend, um, Stability, Growth, Opportunity, and Leadership Amidst Chaos. That, that is an extremely helpful tool if that resonates with you. So there's a lot of tools out there for to cultivate this more. And this is an opportune time to do that. It's a really great because it's so intense. Because of this intensity, the more you can do it, you're going to be like mega strong. It's like you're, you're putting like, I don't know, like 100 kilos on the on your squat rack. You know what I mean? <laughs> you do your squats. It's going to make you really strong from spirit perspective. So it's a really, um, as intense and as turbulent as the times are, it is also an incredible opportunity. Well, I'll tell you what, this has been very beneficial, Karen. So what you've really done is you really helped us understand that neutrality is really a very powerful place to be in and to come from for the sake of, you know, living a full, productive life. So yeah. thank you very much. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, 
GFC. Exactly what is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, what happens is a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group. And each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone to the group Frequency Calibration for Neutrality, The Real Deal. So this is the uh, beginning of helping you to come into uh, more neutrality, whatever level that you're at. Okay, so we'll adjust around how much work you have or have not done. Okay, remembering that neutrality does not mean non-emotional. It means non-attached to the outcome. Okay. Becoming aware, please, of your body. And as you become aware of your body, becoming aware of the balls of your feet. What they're touching, if there's weight on them. Good. Becoming aware now, please, of your pelvis. So noticing how much weight your pelvis is holding, whether it is tilted or tucked underneath you or if it's just in its regular position. Good. And now please become aware of your breath. And as you become aware of your breath, deliberately not changing it, just noticing it for the first couple of breaths. And then, after a couple of breaths, allowing your breath to become longer, Fuller. Good. 
to allow your breath to take up even more room inside your body. Filling not only your front body, but also your back body. Becoming rounder, more spherical. Yeah, and now please become aware of your surroundings. Noticing the smells around you. Perhaps you smell the smell of rain. or the cold smell of snow. Smelling perhaps a heater, like burning through dust. Leftover cooking smells the smell of your laundry detergent, just noticing the smells around you. Good. And now please become aware of the air. Noticing the texture of the air which means the temperature, the humidity or dryness, the movement of it, just noticing the texture, quality of the air. Good. And now, please triangulate. So for those of you who are new, uh, blinking your eyes open and becoming aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. And then noticing the distance between each of those objects and you. So, for example, the dresser is about six foot away from me. So I'm going to observe that distance and then feel the distance between the dresser and me. And you're going to do this for objects B and C as well. And what you'll notice is that as you do this, your sense of where you are in space becomes more apparent or clarified. Mm -hmm. 
For those of you with a little more experience at doing this, bring your attention to your heart space in the center of your chest, breathing normally. Good. Let's all take a nice deep breath together, holding your breath for a count of five. And whenever you're ready, releasing all the air out of your lungs, holding your breath out also for a count of five. Yep. And as we wait for the mastermind to coalesce, please note that I'm working on you at the group and subgroup level and that I often work in silence because as I access really high level frequencies, it doesn't benefit you if I make physical noise because that often can cause the frequency resonance to drop. Now, you may also hear me make noise like humming or yawning or sometimes exhaling sharply. And that's how I typically remove distortion patterns that are stickier or uh, lower in resonance. Also, if I say something that resonates with you, it's likely yours. And if I say something that you really resist, it's likely yours. So I invite you to remain open and to examine or explore further. Bringing your attention now, please, to the front part of your throat, asking yourself the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? That question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this vast space, becoming aware of a brilliance that you either see or feel at its very center. And as you keep your attention on this brilliance, it very naturally intensifies and expands outwards through all of your cells, out through your organs, through your bones, out through your flesh and your muscles and out through the pores 
of your skin into the space between a phys- your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Please become aware of the brilliance within the sphere. And now please become aware of or imagine the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm working on you at spirit level to increase your frequency resonance irrespective of where your resonance began. the higher your frequency resonance, the more effective the session because it's from the highest resonating order, the faster your integration will be. Good. Bringing your attention to your heart space in the center of your chest in your nipple line, all the way up to the front part of your throat, just underneath your chin. Okay. This is attachment. Attachment to our story and for another large subgroup, our identity very difficult to be neutral when we have attachment to these two things. So these are huge distortions. So just keeping your attention on that front part of the body. Releasing this. Mm. Mm. 
Bring your attention to the center point of your heart space. This is the attachment to proving that you're right to either self or to another. Let's release this. This is a hard one for most people. This is what fuels the ego mind um, being dominant and having a sense of its own importance. Good. Yeah. Bring your attention now, please, from your belly button in a straight line all the way up to the hollow of your throat, up through the central channel of your body. Okay, so just imagine there's a front central line in your body. That's where I mean. Okay, front central line of the body. If you don't get it exactly right, it's totally okay. Approximate is just fine. Giving you distance from your thoughts. Realizing they're just thoughts as opposed to something critical that you must action on or feel something about. Hmm. 
Good. Yeah. Bring your attention now, please, to your belly button all the way to the hall of your throat, again in that straight line. This is about releasing our attachment to other people's stories, okay, or necessarily believing other people's stories. So just stories. So how we can get pulled into other people's drama and their stories. So just releasing this. Either attachment to or openness to other people's stories. About their urgencies or whatever it is they think is important to them. releasing from your right shoulder and your uh, left, underneath your left collarbone. This is the heaviness of um, story, basically. Bring your attention to that xiphoid process at about three inches or seven centimeters directly beneath it towards the belly button, clearing it and resetting the pain body, then integrating it with a new, higher resonating version of self. Good. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. These GFCs help people release distortion patterns. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. 
If a GFC topic resonates with you, often more work that can be provided in this one GFC is needed to really clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.